any chip on the flow, man. Some neighbors were saying way too loud. That's only in the morning. You supposed to be up cooking breakfast or somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Woo! Shut up the car, drug addicts. You lost it. You just playing something. I didn't out. lose it. Number 10, did he eat the wall? How do I look? Fine. TV cameras. Hey, Ken. An early pedestrian here in the 500, the well-known stroker racer, really walloped the wall to the back straight away. What happened out there? Well, one of the tires equalized, Kenny, and that guy shoved me into the wall. It seemed to us you were having to fight the automobile from the very beginning. Were you having handling problems? Not, not true, Ken. Uh, when Lugs Harvey sets up a car, uh, your mother could drive it. Lugs Harvey, of course, the chief mechanic for stroker race. How about it? Well, if Stroker Race can't drive a car, nobody can. Well, there you have it. That's the story for the veteran Stroker Race and his venerable chief mechanic, Lugs Harvey. Now back to the tower. Just once. Just once. I wish you guys would tell us the real story. Shit. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, latest edition of Loose Lug Nuts, podcast for average NASCAR fans. Shocker. No Evan Roberts. I mean... He's almost, he's going to be down to number three. I think Luke Hillen might have done more episodes this year than he has. But we have Tyler Piggin, who actually knows more about NASCAR than Evan. So, a good trade-off. Um, Some are saying it's like when uh, Kyle Busch left the five-car for greener pastures, and they brought some young, very sparkling new driver in. I think that was Brian Vickers. I'm not sure how that worked out for everybody, but <laughs> I'm just glad to be aboard. Well, you know. I'm not going to talk about his wife going to Epstein Island. <laughs> Anyhow, so first, uh, we didn't get to recap Talladega earlier this week because Evan was working a baseball game. He's not even the baseball SID. But uh, we were out at Talladega. It was okay race, I think. I don't know. I This package, the like the old Talladega, I remember, you could be 20th, and then you'd fly up, and you'd be second, and... So a lot of this stuff, like qualifying, like we mentioned at Daytona, like why ruin your car qualifying? You can move up, but you can't seem to do that at Talladega. Yeah, it seems like the uh, some of the drivers still haven't adjusted to that because they feel like when there's like 20 to go, there's a pack of pretty, you know, what we call them favorites, but drivers we would think they would be near the front that were kind of sitting like 18th, 20th, 22nd. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll, I'll use Chase Elliott as an example was kind of in that pack, had a pretty good car early, and there was no momentum to get that group back to the front, especially down the last uh, 20 laps. And the other thing, too, Talladega is much wider than Daytona. You can see a lot of three-wide racing. We didn't see a ton of three-wide racing throughout this yeah, race. Yeah, outside line got going like three times for like two laps and then fizzled out. Get into qualifying. Denny Hamlin gets the pull. He was the only driver to finish his lap in under 53 seconds. Uh, he was joined on the front row by Eric Amarola. And then we had Ty Gibbs and Chase Briscoe on row two. Ryan Blaney, Christopher Bell in row three. Early, 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 we mentioned uh, Michael McDowell, allegedly a super speedway guy, but not very good at Daytona. This really wasn't his fault. Tire goes down. He gets into the wall. It continues his uh, run of sucking at Talladega. <laughs> he ran the whole the rest of the race. This got me. I like looked at the thing at the end and I figured he had to be 20 laps back. He only ended up seven laps down. 
it seemed like every 10 laps they showed him getting lapped by the peloton to bring a tour to france phrase in and it's like oh there's michael mcdonald again um but yeah he only finished seven laps down and i didn't they when they were talking about it it seemed like it might have been something that could have been flushed out at practice but they never really came back to it yeah they said it they thought it was a right or toe link that was broken yeah that it's what caused it the was, quad but it never came back to what actually happened whatever it was it affected him big time it, it seemed like every time they laughed him it was the same spot going into turn three right off the back stretch every time so lap 35 uh that's the next instant we get and this is not an on-track incident this is a Going in the pit road incident, Tyler Reddick tries to get over really fast from the outside. He probably should have chilled out and gone with a different bunch of cars. Um, he spins out. He got lucky. Uh, his Toyota buddies missed him. Uh, Bubba Wallace almost uh, T-boned him. But in the pit stops, he loses his Toyota buddies. So he ends up losing a lap. Lap 42, similar situation. Apparently, Chase Briscoe didn't see Tyler Reddick do it because he does the exact same thing. But Briscoe actually gets damaged. He can't move. They have to throw the caution because he's stuck on pit road. Um, they're going to restart on lap 48. Hendrick controls the field. It looks like they're going to dominate this race. We'll talk about this probably afterwards. Spoiler alert, they don't. Hendrick controls the field with Elliott Bowman Larson out front. Two rows, track house has Suarez and Chastain. So Chevy's in the top six spots. Uh, lap 60, last lap of the stage, Chastain pushes Elliott out front. He wins without much drama. Uh, it's Elliott, Bowman, Chastain, Byron Larson in the top five. Sindrick, Gregson, Logano, Priest, and Suarez also get stage points. Like the talent mentioned, like this looks like a Hendrix blobbity blue blue. Like they were in control most of the 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 race uh, first stage. Yeah, after the the round of pit stops, I think around lap forty is when it seemed like uh, Hendrick was in complete control of the race. And I actually thought that the three best cars on the track were the Hendrick cars. I thought it was Elliott, Bowman, and Byron. And then you know, obviously Trackhouse it was uh, Daniel Suarez and Ch uh, Ross Chastain. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Were pretty strong in the first stage, but it really seemed that that they weren't going to. They the cycle of pitting they went through, their uh, ability to patty package together and draft together was they were all aligned as teammates. Trackhouse cars were drafted well with them. Thought it was going to be a kind of a runaway show, uh, and then the end of stage three, as we would talk about later, they were kind of non-existent. Yep, uh, we get to stage two. Who, first of all, the ones to watch seemed a lot sooner than I usually think. It's halfway through uh, stage three when they talk about or early in stage three, but they do a beginning of stage two, ones to watch. They mute the legend, Larry Mack. I still don't know who his one to watch is. They muted him. And the producer's so out there, or whoever, director, like Larry's yapping with no sound on for like 10, 15 seconds. They don't cut out of the segment. And then they come back and they just make a joke. And poor Larry Mack, I don't know who he picked. I'm going to assume he picked the winner because it's Larry yeah. Yeah, he he seemed to be in the right track compared to the other guys. Like uh, I'm trying to remember, Mike Joy had a very odd pick, and that what to watch. And I, I, I was trying to remember who it was. It was kind of it was like Noah Gregson maybe or something. It was somebody like off the wall. Off the it wall probably was. Yeah, I was like, what what are we doing here? But yeah, that was a uh, poor TV execution, not aborting the uh, failed audio segment. And then we get uh, Chris Busher runs over his equipment in the stage break pit stops. JJ Yaley. 
Todd Gillen and Riley Herbst also have penalties. Um, hey, it looks like 2020. Yeah, 2020. That was the year Harvick and Hamlin were really good. Uh, so they're starting out on front row. Uh, lap 68 restart. Lap 75. Trucks and Logano find their way to the front. Um, I'm sure he was sober when they they filmed the Wendy's commercial. There's a short version, extended version, but it didn't seem like uh, Noah Gregson was sober in that Wendy's commercial. And then, did you see Bob Pockress dancing in the bag? Yeah. Part of me thought it was funny. Part of me thought it was cringe because Bob, I he's he knows a lot of NASCAR stuff, but he seems like the nerdy guy who would go after uh, something like that to get attention. Yeah, Bob Pockers also seems like a guy who has done the Wendy's five-course meal of a side salad, chili, double cheeseburger, large fry, and a prostitute before. Um, okay. Like, he seems like a big win. Like, you might have picked a guy. Like, <laughs> he he could be a big – and I've done the same He's, thing, but – No, I wouldn't touch the salad, so no, I have not done the same thing. But he – uh <laughs> That seems like a thing he could really be in on is, is a big Wendy's guy. So, you know, and the car did look cool, though. I'm not going oh, yeah. oh, yeah. to. I, I, I can almost I, taste the Wendy's when he came by when, uh, down the, 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 in the final stage. And I like his driver's suit. Looks pretty sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. So lap 94, we talked about it briefly. The third uh, the the third row uh, start, third lane, outside lane starts. Uh, so it looks like it could be uh, Harry the last uh, couple laps of the stage. We got Wallace leaving on the outside, and he powers to the front. Lap 104, a bunch of Chevys, including Hendrick and Trackhouse, start the uh, green flag pit cycle. Doesn't seem to be any incidents, but no, Joey Logano. He exits too fast. Not good for him. After the cycle, Elliott and Wallace are out front. We got about 10 laps left in the stage. Five to go. The whole pack is coming to lap uh, Logano. And... uh, he pulls i've never i haven't seen this move maybe i've seen it if i have i haven't seen it in years a lot of drivers when they're getting lapped they either go really high up against the wall or they really go low he's like f it i'm staying right here in the middle and they can go around me and what happens is they fly by him but there's an opening Cindric makes and he lets his teammate in front of him and pushes him and he keeps him ahead of chase briscoe which is important because uh we're going to get the uh, stage break, and Logano gets the lucky dog, not Chase Briscoe. And Eric Almarola pulls off uh, a perfectly timed pass to get by Chase Elliott to win the stage. It's the kind of move you want to do at the end of the race, though. He did it at the uh, at the stage break to get the uh, playoff points. He prevents Elliott from becoming the first driver to win two stages at Talladega. It's Amarola's first stage win since 2020. And still at this point, I felt pretty good about the Hendrick cars and where they would finish. Yeah, Hendrick cars looked pretty strong. We had uh, Amarola win the stage. He was followed by Chase Elliott. Then we had Kevin Harvick, Bubba Wallace, and Harrison Burton in the top five. And then we had Martin Truex, Ryan Priest, Denny Hamlin, Recky Stenhouse, and Noah Gregson. Then final stage, lap 127, we get a restart. It's Eric Amarola, Bubba Wallace out front. Like Thomas said, Harrison Burton got some stage points. That didn't last very long as we hit the final stage. He's in the lead. We're thinking number 100 win for the Wood Bros, maybe. And then 
nine laps later, as he gets to the front, uh, he's turned by Noah Gregson, turns him around. No shot at 100 for the Woodrows. Austin Dillon gets damage. He's part of the wreck. He really, Harrison Burton did actually a pretty nice job of preventing the big one. There's only four of their cars involved, Austin Dillon and Zane Smith, but it could have really knocked everybody out of the race and prevented it. Restart with 41 to go. Our good friends Ryan Blaney and Bubba Wallace out front. Look like these two guys are going to be in control the rest of the way. But Denny Hamlin makes his way back in the front, gets behind Bubba Wallace, is really pushing the uh, 23 car all the way through. 38 to go, Eric Jones and Ryan Priest trying to get the outside lane, get it going again, which it seemed like it was going to really pick up in the final stage. Then 37 to go, Ty Gibbs shows up in the top five, leading in the middle lane. As Joe Gibbs racing makes a lot of moves down the stretch. 30 to go, TD Blaney's out in front, and then this is where the wreck usually happens. Yeah, the people have been but wrecking it, him this point all year. Uh, I'm just waiting to see who's going to do it. 20 to go, Blaney and uh, Almirola are leading. Uh, the inside has the most momentum. 14, Ty Gibbs gets Lucy Goosey. 14 laps to go. Looks like it could be then to his day. 11 to go. We get Blaney and Gibbs are out front, but people are wondering, are they going to have enough gas? People are questioning it. I don't know. What do you think? The pit window. Have we missed the pit window? Have we missed the fuel window all of a sudden? I just didn't get why... Yeah, there was some something to go on the pits. A lot of people came back and got some gas, and not everyone did. And I was like, I don't know why you wouldn't at that point, but I don't know. I was yeah, like, I was I was curious at that point. With one of the things they kept talking about so much during the broadcast is how drivers now with this package not having to be full throttle all the way through in the middle of the pack. So I wonder. I always feel like the fuel window gets a little more stretched, especially with a lot of green flag laps. Um, as I at that point, there was going to be a lot of uh, heartburn in the uh, Ryan Blaney camp if he had enough fuel to make it down the stretch. I think a lot of people could have pitted, and life would have been easier. And they chose not to pit, and it was like could have been less stressful. Yeah, and now I know we did say at the beginning it's a lot harder to pick up positions, but I think of a lot of people at the front of the pack would have pitted. People would have came in with them, so you wouldn't have had as much ground you had to make up. Anyhow, we don't know if they're going to run out of gas. Time to go. The outside lane starts up, but Toyota shut down that fast. Six to go. We got LaJoy and Stenhouse trying to get the outside lane going, but no one can get it going. And then, oh, snap, we got Logano trying to get in front of the outside line, and he has no LaJoy. He gets wrecked, uh, and some of the uh, super speedway favorites are out. I say out, but some of them show up later. I don't know. Cars aren't out as much anymore as they used to be, but it caught up in it with some pretty big damage. Logano, Byron, LaJoy, Stenhouse, Suarez. Push came a little too uh, soon coming out of the turn. So, And then we get NASCAR overtime. Brian Blaney still in the front. Noah Gregson has worked his way up to second. And then cue the music. What in the world is Ross Chastain doing as the restart happens? I mean, he just dumps Noah Gregson and tried to come in way too early with a small opening. Gives Gregson a pretty good push and immediately tries to dive in between him and Ryan Blaney. Takes Noah Gregson, Kyle Larson, and Ryan Priest out. Yeah, and it's I, just another what are we doing, Ross Chastain moment. Yeah, I will say, uh, like, is it's partly Gregson's fault. He gave him a little bit of space. He went up the track a little bit. But patience is a virtue that 
Ross Chastain does not possess. Like the there's five miles left in this race. And he's like, holy, <laughs> holy poop, I see a little hole. And then he tries to make the hole bigger. And that's when Noah's like, I I ain't gonna let you make this hole bigger. And he no. comes down and yeah. It, I, I'll say it about because we're gonna have an incident later in the race, foreshadowing. Chastain has a better chance of winning if he lets Gregson do whatever he's doing, let it settle down. And you don't want to be in the lead with two to go anyways. You want to be second with two to go. So why you're hurry in, or with one to go. So why you're in a hurry to get to the front spot with two to go is beyond me. When it seemed like Ross Chastain was one of the better pushers during the entire race, and he really didn't have a lot of clean air to run in all day. We never saw his car up front very much, so... Is an odd choice, that's for sure. Uh, Hamlin and Harvick, among a few guys who need to come in and get gas. Then, speaking of Ross Chastain, the people's champ, I like how you wrote this, the people's champ waves to the crowd before yeah. he gets to the ambulance. Thanks, Ross Chastain. Yeah, Noah Gregson waves to the crowd, shows off his little Wendy's outfit one more time. It looks like Blaney, you know, he didn't get wrecked, but he's going to get screwed because it looks like he might run out of gas. The top people who came ba- in the pit back when we mentioned people should come back in the pit, William Byron and Christopher Bell, they are in 18th and 20th as the top cars with gas. We get some walkie-talkie chatter. Kyle Busch's <laughs> crew chief tell him to come in uh, pit, pit, pit. And uh, Kyle Busch is like, too late. <laughs> and uh, Whoops. Yeah, he doesn't pit. So is he going to run out of gas? We get NASCAR over double overtime, double OT. They drop the flag. Ty Gibbs immediately drops to the apron. Because he's running out of gas. That makes the bottom line, which has been the strongest all uh, weekend, or all Sunday, uh, peter out. So we got Kyle Busch and Bubba Wallace who were in the outside lane. They are out front. One to go. Wallace out front with Blaney behind. They're best friends. You know, you can see it on uh, social media. They're buddies. Blaney turns Wallace as Wallace is making a late block and it's his third block in uh, like one sixteenth of a mile. Uh, So Blaney uh, gets Wallace all loosey goosey causes a big crash. Kyle Busch wins the race. They want him to pit and get gas. He didn't, he uh, actually runs out of gas and can't do a burnout because he's got no gas left. Uh, Blaney runner up again. The rest of the, the it was comedic after the what race. a what a top ten after those two. Well, not only the top ten, but the top ten kept changing because NASCAR went back and kept looking at footage to see when they would say people were done with the race or whatever. And because originally JJ Yelly had a top ten, he did. He was tenth. Yeah, I was all excited for JJ Yelly. I think officially after uh, they watched the Zabruder film. He finished 11th. And Todd Um, Gilliland went from like 7th to 10th. Yeah, and Eric Jones was not in the top 10, and he showed up in the top 10. (laughs) So we got uh, Chris Buescher finished 3rd. Good for him, friend of the program. Chase Briscoe 4th. Brad Keselowski 5th. We talked about how Keselowski uh, ran well here. And uh, really good showing for RFK finishing 3rd and 5th. And then it's Eric Jones, William Byron, Christopher Bell, Daniel Suarez, Todd Gillen round out the top 10. And then they spend the next three minutes just showing Bubba Wallace and then showing Blaney. And they want to fight so bad, or at least a, a, a confrontation. 
Bubba's not having it. Good on him. He's learned. He's learned. I want drivers to learn, and he learned. And then he even said after the race, he's like, yeah, probably on me. He, you could tell when he tried to block the four times within like 20 feet on the backstretch, you could just tell that it was going to happen. He he almost got loose one time midway through the backstretch. Well, he was, loose that, all, he was loose all race. And he was loose all race. And, and then it, it just, you could tell it was coming. And I will say, as I said with Chastain, I think Wallace has a better chance of winning if he lets Blaney get by him. And there were cars behind him that could have pushed him. He wasn't out of the race if he let Blaney get by. Yeah. The worst thing that happens, you finish second and your best buddy wins the race. Or what possibly happens is he lets Blaney get by and then Blaney Bush Duke it out. They wreck each other and Wallace being third wins the race. I just, it was such a bad triple block at that point. Like, I know I'm not driving the car, so it's uh, easy for me to say, but let Blaney get by, regroup, and you still have two and a half miles to go win that race. But Yeah, I felt bad for Bubba because I actually thought he had one of the best cars the entire day despite being kind of loose like you're talking about. And just another tough runner-up finish for Ryan Blaney after he was really good in some key stretches of the race, especially to get back to the top front uh, after those pits, the pit stop in the uh, final stage. So we uh, get to the standings. The wins are uh, mounting. We got seven drivers in on wins. We got Bell, Larson, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, Joey Logano, Ricky Stenhouse, and William Byron. Other nine that would be in on points, Chastain, Harvick, Truex, Blaney, Bowman, Hamlin, Keselowski, Briscoe, and Busher. First outside is uh, Suarez, 11 back, and uh, Sindrick, 27 back. And then I'm not going to say the next thing because that's foreshadowing. Um, and that's it for that. Um, I think uh, Gregson might have picked up points on Gibbs. I didn't look it up, but we'll we'll feature that after this next race. They're going to Dover, Monster Mile. You ever see the movie uh, Cabin Boy? No. Oh my gosh, it's probably the last time David Letterman was funny. <laughs> it's a it's a movie with uh, Chris Elliott and uh, circa circa what nineteen ninety four maybe. Oh gosh, I'm not even sure, but Before it's got that. it's got the uh, it's got Andy Richter's in it, and I was exactly right. It's 1994. I can't believe it. Yeah, okay, I, I I know what you're talking. I've seen like I've never watched it all the way, but I have seen it. Like I've seen parts of it. Well, there's this ice monster that looks like uh, Miles uh, from the Monster Mile, uh, the statue outside. Yeah. So, and there's a scene the. Uh, the coach from major league is in it and he's playing a crusty guy on the, uh, on the boat and they're trying to kill this ice monster and they end up killing it with coffee. He's like, how about a hot cup of Joe, you icy bastard. <laughs> so I'm going to be silent so we can drop that clip in. You icy bastard. How about a hot cup of Joe? But anyhow, we still had an Xfinity race the egg pro 300 we got austin hill and sheldon creed teammates are going to start out front john hunter nemechek along with the rookie parker retzloff in row two jade buford a friend of the program and anthony alfredo in uh, stage three very sad the buffalo wild wings number 13 car it uh does not qualify he goes home jesse wuji uh, he also had to go home along with uh, Mike Harmon. 
pretty uneventful stage one. We had no yellows. Leader in the first stages included Retzloff, Alfredo, Hamrick, Creed, Chandler Smith, and Justin Allgaier. Allgaier makes a deep low block on Jeff Burton as the last lap starts. After that, he's untested to the green uh, checker. He wins the stage. He's followed by Sheldon Creed, Sam Mayer, Jeb Burton, Austin Hill in the top five, Kligerman, Ryan Drex, Chandler Smith, Josh Berry, and Riley Herbst in the top ten. Stage two, lap 136, not a good start for Jeremy Clements. Uh, and lap 36 has to take a green flag pit stop flat right front. And then we get Parker on Parker crime. And it actually doesn't involve Parker Kligerman. It's Parker Chase and Parker Retzloff, along with Fast Pasta. They get caught up in a wreck. Ten laps later on lap 48, there's three to go on the stage. And then holy poop. What a hit by Dexter Stacy! You like, he, I haven't seen a guy hit a, the wall that hard in a long time. Uh, meanwhile, uh, about a hundred feet back, Blaine Perkins is tumbling all the way through Talladega County on his roof, uh, and then uh, Kaz Grala, and through that, off the, from the tire off Blaine Perkins' car, gets bludgeoned by it like it was like an untethered tether ball. Actually, hits him in the right on top of the hood. And actually also takes out Perkins, Stacey, Buford, and Kaz Grawl at the moment. A little foreshadowing. Not It doesn't end the day for Kaz Grawl, actually. And then uh, Jeb Burton wins the stage, followed by Chandler Smith, Ryan Truex, Josh Berry, Daniel Henrik in the top five. Austin Hill, Derek Krause, Sheldon Creed, Brandon Jones, and Justin Isle all got wrap up stage 10. But that Blaine Perkins wreck was something. Yeah, he, he did a, a, uh, a tumble, and it wasn't 360. It wasn't 720. It was, it was a like 2520. Yeah. It was 80,420. And, and it's weird because they, uh, they're talking about Dexter Stacy. And like, it leads me to believe it's a big track. So I can understand they had to have been looking at the monitor because they did not mention the fact that Blaine Perkins was doing a, a 2520 uh, rollover. And then I think when they did realize it, like, holy poop. This could be bad. Let's cut out. Make sure he's okay before we come back and show this. So props to them for that. But yeah, the, originally they did not mention Blaine Perkins. And like I said, I think it's because they're most likely we mm-hmm. like looking at the monitor. Um, Blaine uh, appears to be doing well. He's said on social media he's okay, but he will not be. And I think rightfully so. He will not be in the O2 car this uh, week because I imagine he's still recovering from that just violent violent yeah accident so i guess i mentioned really quick is the cast grawla tire like i mean literally oh, it yeah. was like a, I, the untethered te- i have n- i have not seen that ever at daytona or talladega where uh, luckily he could just him in the, in the hood of the car oh if that hits the windshield that could be trouble big trouble so we get lap 65 another commercial another yellow flag this time, a couple of contenders in it. Your favorite uh, Flying J paint scheme, Sammy yep. Smith and Brandon Jones. Uh, lap 74, uh, 40 laps to go. Sam Mayer spins around. He brings out the yellow. It turns out to be junior on junior crime. Jones and Mayer get together. 35 to go. We have uh, Ryan Trix, Brett Moffat, Ryan Sieg, John Hunter Nemechek out front. 33 to go. They're trying for wide. And this little race a lot more racy than the uh, the cup race. 32 to go. Poor Nemechek. He gets out of line. He's got a big hit in the wall. 
And then uh, they go to the hair center and they're going to talk to, I believe they talked to Dexter Stacy. Not really good interview. He needs some media <laughs> training. I'm willing to offer some. I think they talked to Kaz Grala also. But I would just, I want to take this opportunity to say that the driver interviews are as effing stupid as Xfinity 10G. Uh, with the 10G uh, standing for gonad. You remember these interviews? They do I do. And the, and, and the reason why I, it made me laugh is because I think it was John Hernemichek. He had taken his driver's suit, like took, taken his, like, on the top part of it off and like yeah. pulled it down to his waist. And as the Fox crew is talking to him, he's like, oh, uh-oh, all my sponsors are not on camera. So he slowly <laughs> weaves his way back in and zips <laughs> it up and it's like, yeah, my car was running really you know, good today, really tough. Uh, puts his hat on and then keeps going. I was like, that's a pretty smooth transition because he realized about one question in that all those sponsors were not getting the TV time after he wrecked out of this race. Yeah, the the, the uh, my car was as fast as any 10 G's getting old and it wants me to get T Mobile. So sorry, Xfinity. <laughs> Tell your drivers to shut up. Um, I already know it's the Xfinity series, like your name's on the series, it's on the trophy. We get it. Yeah, we get yeah. It. So 20 to go, Josh Berry down on the apron, then back up the track. That brings out the yellow. 17 to go. We talked about it. The dash for the cash, really not bringing much spice into these races. Cole Custer in 12th place, leading the dash for cash. Josh Berry is back in 25th. Nemechek and Sammy Smith are out of the race. So looks like it's going to be a cool uh, cash uh, winnings for Cole Custer. We restart with 15 to go. It's starting to get exciting, mostly because a lot of these racers in the top 10 do not have a win. Like, I'm talking career win. There was, uh, I can't remember who it was. Was it, was it Justin Allgaier, who has like 10 career wins, maybe? And then everybody else had like a combined one yeah. at one yeah. point. We restart with 15 to go. As we said, Ryan Sieg and Brett Moffat, neither one of them have a career win. They're out front. 13 to go. <laughs> More junior on junior motorsport crime this one is three junior motorsport guys if this was on nbc we would have heard exasperation out of dale and our junior's voice all guy mayor and barry along with Derek kraus so that's going to break colleagues number 10 streak of finishing in the top 10 every race this year junior motorsports continues to have a season where they're sort of sucking and this is Relatively. the second time it's the second time it's happened at the super speedway. They did the same thing at Daytona where they wrecked each other out and they had this big conversation about, Hey, we got to race better in the final stage of super speedways. And it nearly was identical to what happened well, in the they, final five laps at Daytona. They even went to Sam Mayer in between either the first stage or the second stage. And they had his crew chief saying, or it might've been a spotter. I should have taken better notes. But he said, yeah, you keep driving like that. No one's going to want to race with you at the end. So I think Mayer said something about, yeah, I got picked up some points or blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, yeah, you keep racing like that. You're not going to have anyone racing with you at the end. So we're going to have six to to go on the restart. Moffitt on the inside, Sieg on on the outside. A lot of gap behind them, though. So that allows them to get some momentum behind them. Five to go. We got cars going four wide again. Hemrick gets the lead from Sieg. Jeb Burton coming up from behind. Four to go. Jeb Burton driving real wide. He is blocking like crazy. 
he's the one thing he does do he splits the teammates apart he's mm-hmm. he's able to get creed and austin hill apart burton is chasing hemrick oh no two to go we get more carnage this is the bigger of the big ones we get uh hemrick is upside down because uh he tried to light block on sheldon creed and there's just an ass load of carnage and the only person out front who sneaks by the carnage jeb burton uh, they dropped a red flag because there's 69,420 cars on the track. We're going to get NASCAR overtime. And we, uh, I've not heard this name in a while. We got Yeah, Bre- me neither. We got Brennan Poole, former uh, Cup Series driver on the outside. Jeb Burton on the inside. Or they're both on the outside. Sheldon Creek and Parker Klingerman are on the inside. In the top 10, eight of them do not have a Xfinity career win. So... Somebody looking to get that first win. Pretty even start. Jeb Burton gets in front. He gets way out front, though, and that gives uh, Kligerman a chance to push Sheldon Creed in front. But then Creed's got to be smuttering under his breath. Teammate Austin Hill starts spilling debris out, so they're going to drop the flag because of debris. We're going to get NASCAR double overtime. Yeah, then uh, Jeb Burton, Sheldon Creed in front again with Kyle Sieg, Parker Kligerman behind him. Uh, by the way, this is where it got real awkward in the broadcast, where everybody uh, got the Parker Kligerman story, and then and Fox had to go, oh, by the way, he's the NBC pit reporter. <laughs> that was kind of awkward. Uh, Parker Kligerman pushes Jeb Bush way out in front. They actually are pretty good drafting partners on the stretch. He's almost got a half a second lead as we hit the white, fly, flight, uh, white flag. Going in turn one, he gets extremely wide as Jeb Burton is able to uh, hang on as he edges Sheldon Creed at the line. Second career win for Jeb Burton. Other win came back in Talladega in 2021 when he was calling. First ever win for Jordan Anderson Racing. And with that, it gives their first ever playoff spot, barring us getting more 12 winners in Xfinity, which I don't see that happening. Yeah. And it's sort of a redemption for a team to start out in a like huge hole earlier this season. Well, they I mean, they started out in a huge hole for their career. Two years ago, yeah. yeah. I mean, two years ago when they started. Yeah, 2021, they start a team. They decide in the offseason they're going to start a team. They go all the way out to Daytona. They get to Daytona. Qualifying rain out. Well, they go to that point system. They're at the bottom of the barrel. They don't get in. And more than the minimum amount of cars, like, signed up for the next, like, nine races. So they kept showing up. And uh, there's no qualifying COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. So they did not. The next time they actually qualified uh, that year uh, because of COVID, they're like, hey, we've never been to Coda before. We better let these people have practice and uh, qualifying at Coda. Tyler Reddick gets them into the race. He he finished eighth. And then the rest of that year, they have a rotation of drivers, which included Reddick, Josh Berry, Cosgrala, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Ty Dillon. They got six top 10 finishes in 23 races including Jordan Anderson himself finished fifth at the uh, fall Talladega race. Yep. Last season, not as good. They got Myatt Snyder in their car. He drove all season. He only got four top tens, but he did get a second place at Portland. This year they added a second team. So they got Parker Retzloff in the 31, Jeb Burton Manning, the 27. And then someone reminded me, Jordan Anderson also had the fiery truck crash at Talladega last year, where he jumped out of the oh, yeah, while the while it was, was moving. moving. Yep, I forgot about that. So Jordan they, Anderson, yeah, his uh, like 
good for them. Really good team. They need to get more merch on their uh, <laughs> store, though. Come on. <laughs> and they need they, to get uh, big sizes. They need to get big sizes, too. Big so. people sizes. They, yeah. uh, they, 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 I mean, they to be able to get two cars, one after where they started two years ago, Parker Retzloss had some good moments and some good runs. Jeff Burton's always been up and down. Um, but to get two wins is a big deal. And then uh, Sheldon Cree finished the second, followed by Parker Kligerman. Uh, who has his uh, best finish of the season? Cole Custer in fourth. Brennan Poole gets a top five. Then State Cesar Baccarella, Parker Retzloff, Greg Galding, Joey Gase, and Josh Williams round out the very unlikely top ten. Yeah, it's like it's like five people you've heard of in the top five. Six out of ten, you're like, oh yeah, they they do race in Xfinity. Yeah, best ever finish for Baccarella. It's his first top ten in 28 races. Galding with his first top yeah. ten since 2020. He just has seven top tens in 76 races. Joey Gase, first top 10 since way back in 2017. He's got four top tens in 267 races. So good for them. Big, I said big shakeup, not really a huge shakeup, but Jeb Burton steals a spot. So he's in with Austin Hill, John Hunter Nemechek, Chandler Smith, Sammy Smith. Other seven in would be Herps, Barry, Allgaier, Custer, Creed, Hemrick, and Kligerman. Uh, Mayer is the driver bumped out by Jeb Burton. A lot of yeah, racing, I don't, off, but a lot of racing to go. Don't see us getting to twelve different winners, but uh, Sam Mayer's got a little work to do now. Yeah, we got some news. Uh, first one, sort of. You probably could see this one coming. NASCAR and Series XM agree to a multi-year extension. A lot of people like listening to uh, NASCAR XM radio, and where else is NASCAR going to go for uh, radio, internet radio? We got the uh, seventy. My favorite thing. Yeah, 75 greatest uh, drivers they keep unveiling. Um, Harrison Burton actually got to tell his dad uh, that he got in. Um, so Jeb Burton, who uh, he's has 21 career NASCAR Cup Series wins, including two Coca-Cola 600s. He also won the 1999 Southern 500. Um, so he got in. Ron Hornaday Jr., Main success was in the truck races. He's the only four-time Craftsman Truck Series champion. Uh, he had no wins in uh, one top 10 and 46 cup races. Closest he got to full-time was 32 races in 2001 with A.J. Foyt in the number 14. He had four Xfinity wins, finished third in the series in 2003, but the, you know, like we said, made the most hay in the truck races. 51 races, uh, race wins in 360 races. And uh, Ryan Newman, the Rocket Man, who was a better qualifier than driver, had 64 poles, but uh, 51 of those came in the Cup Series. He actually ranks all-time ninth in the Cup Series in poles. Uh, and in the Cup, he had 725 starts, including 18 wins, 117 top fives, 268 top tens. Probably his biggest wins came in the All-Star Race in 2002 when he was a rookie uh, at Charlotte and then the 2008 Daytona 500. Like you're right, because I read the story too. It was really confused. The official NASCAR release said he won the Winston Million that actually ran until 1997. I'm not sure if they meant like the Winston Noble thing that happened after, yeah. but whatever. Uh, it's where you just get the red number on top of your car. Yeah. Uh, he didn't race until uh, 2000, actually. In the yeah, country. so no yeah, Winston at, Million. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of out. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on there, but we'll, we'll get it fixed later. It actually really referenced him winning the all-star race, which, which is called the Winston back in the day. It was actually not yeah. called the NASCAR all-star race. But you know what? That's why Thomas and I, I'm a retired PR person, but yeah. Thomas is a good communications person. Yeah, so uh, if NASCAR is looking for someone that, I mean, I'll just take money to proof your stuff, you know. Yeah, you just a freelance proof. 
but yeah. He also had a seven wins in Xfinity in 64 races. He actually had six wins when he ran pretty much full-time Xfinity in 2005. And then Trucks hit one win, one win at him his first race back in 2008. Uh, then we got the one, no surprise, Dale Earnhardt Jr., two Daytona 500 wins, 2004, 2014. Maybe come back and try in 2024? Question mark? Maybe Hellman's or Brass, Bass Pro Shop gets him out. He had uh, 26 Cup Series wins and 631 races. No titles, but did finish third in 2003, fifth in 2004, 2006, and 2013. Won six Talladega races. Most memorable win, probably his Daytona summer race, the year his father died in the two, Daytona 500. And I, I watched the end of that race again. That's the last time ever at Daytona. You're not going to see. It's probably no one in the top ten uh, make a move on the last half yeah. mile uh, at Daytona, but that was uh, a, a really nice moment in NASCAR history. He had 24 Xfinity wins in 144 races. He won back-to-back titles in 98-99, winning 13 combined races those two years, and then the most popular driver award 15 times. Only topped by Bill Elliott, who did it 16, and I think Chase Elliott's going to end up topping him. Unless Dale comes out of retirement. You know, I would come out of retirement and just start and park so you can win, you know? Yeah. Uh, You know, here's my thing on the Dale Earnhardt Jr. thing, TD. He – I have mixed feelings about him because I think for what he did for the sport – from a branding and marketing and advertising standpoint, think about the sponsors he had, Budweiser, Mountain Dew. I mean, he makes this big move from DEI to Hendrix, but I still think he's probably, it's what's weird is he is probably the best driver, uh, at least in the last 25 years to not win a championship from a talent standpoint. It's also probably the most disappointing person that never won a championship with his, uh, uh, and that's, that's what makes his legacy so difficult to, to task as a driver i think he's one of those people as we go forward he'll continue to do a lot for the sport as he's done since he's retired yeah. but i think he has a very interesting legacy on the track because his uh daytona win in 2001 is one at texas in 99 when his dad was still racing you know was was pretty memorable too but it, it is it's it, to me it's always this mixed bag of like how much he did popularity wise for the sport but also there was so much left there that I thought oh, yeah. he could have accomplished. And he, he retired a little earlier than because of concussions for yeah. sure. But it it just and, is and one like, of those things. Twenty yeah, twenty six wins, nothing to sneeze at, as we said. Like when you get yeah. down to seventy five on the list, it's like six wins. So definitely in the and, top seventy five. I don't know if he's in the top forty. And the year he he finished third, and the year he finished fifth, Jimmy Johnson won those championships. Yeah, so he had to go get that too. Alex Bowman, this is the biggest <laughs> of the week. Um, as we, I was going to mention earlier, those guys needed to make up some points. Hendrick, like it's getting, I don't want to say it's precarious because they can win at any moment, but they already got Chase Elliott on the outside. Uh, they're soon going to have Alex Bowman on the outside. He got in a wreck in a sprint car race in Iowa on Tuesday, flipping his uh, sprint car, fractured vertebra. Vertebrae, vertebra. It's spelled vertebra. Doesn't sound good either way. Yeah. They say three to four weeks. <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Because I didn't think I didn't think Chase Elliott would be back this soon. So what do I know? But three to four weeks, he's not that far ahead of number 16 in the points. So 
he will be out of the top 16 when he gets back. So Hendrick is going to have two cars. They're trying to get in. And if they race like Chase Elliott did this last week, they can get back in. He made up some points, I want to mm-hmm. say. So disappointing it, though for Bowman because he's actually in a what well, was a contract year, so he got his extension had had actually a really good start to the to the season. I thought. Yeah, just not getting the wins like Byron. Now we're on the Dover Motor Speedway. We got the, I think it's worth. It's got the U with the two dots over it. Look at worth four hundred. Worth four hundred. Uh, it's gonna be Sunday. 2 p.m. Eastern, FS1, PRN, Performance Racing Network, Sirius XM Radio, coverage starting at 1. It's 400 miles. The track's one mile. That's 400 laps. Stages are 120, 130, 150. Practice starts at FS2 at 10.30 a.m. Saturday. Bush Light Pole qualifying 11 a.m. on FS1. Uh, Braun Strowman is the honorary pace car driver back in the day. <laughs> you watch W. You got to continue. Oh, this the is me. Yeah, yeah we would do. Like, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, we uh, Evan, who doesn't do the podcast anymore, and our friend Scott Retzloff, and sometime Chris uh, Butchke Bishke, pay per views, and we would put bets down. I can say this because while there is NCA wrestling, there's not NCA professional wrestling, and we weren't actually betting on the the wrestling. We're betting on if. Braun Strowman's left nipple or right nipple <laughs> would come out of his singlet first because one of them would always come out. Never both, only one, but it'd be left or right. So we would bet on which one would come out. So I'm interested to see if he wears a singlet. Uh, hey, that would be good. If you're going to be the pace car driver, might as well go in full costume. And then uh, the next thing, Delaware, not far from New Jersey. That's the hometown of uh, Kevin, well, home state. Kevin Smith up in Red Bank, uh, New Jersey. He's going to be the Grand Marshal. He's going to give the command to start engines. Uh, you know him as Silent Bob from Clerks, Small Rats, Dogma, etc. Sort of ironic for Star- Silent Bob to give the uh, command to start engines. Maybe he'll bring Jay back. Yeah, maybe. Do with him. Uchi Boochies or whatever he said. <laughs> uh, you like those movies? Yeah, I actually... Um, uh... Like I think I actually would rate Dogma over Mallrats. Yeah. Um. I, Clerks is good. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is also a good one. Oh, I never it saw is, that one. It has actually been a minute. Uh. Uh. I saw Dogma as like a really like young kid, and it took me yeah. like a long time to figure that one out. It's a little deep for like ten year old Tyler. Yeah. Um. I guess it was like on Comedy Central one time, and I saw it. Uh. It's been like a long time ago, but I, I would rate those. He's but he's Kevin Smith's got a pretty had had a very long career. Yeah, uh, this all... is probably probably our most unique uh, pace car driver and uh, Grand Marshal combination we've had this yeah. year. Yeah, they lost me a little bit with uh, chasing Amy, and uh, I will say when he was huge, when he was at his peak, I was living in New Jersey working at Monmouth, and Clerks was filmed like 25, 30 miles in Leonardo, New Jersey. So mm-hmm. you know, you would stop at the thing and go in there, and go oochie boochies or whatever the. <laughs> Jay said and mall rats i love uh the scene where he's looking at the painting or the picture and he's like it's not a sailboat it's a fucking schooner you dumb bastard it's not a schooner it's a sailboat it's one of the better all-time lines in that that movie Uh, this is a track near and dear to your heart by the way yeah i uh probably went about 
God, seven or eight races. I definitely saw Tony Stewart there. I definitely saw multiple Jimmy Johnson wins, which had me swearing. Uh, I think I saw Greg Biffle and I saw Ryan Newman win there. And I'll say, I think I wrote it later in the thing. This is a sucky track if you are a fan of a mid-pack racer. Because when I was going to these races, I like David Rudiman and I like Michael Waldrop. Don't ask me why. But the whole race, you are just cheering for a yellow flag every 20 laps because your guy's going to get lapped if you don't get a, a yellow flag. And there was one race where I got lucky, like my uh, Michael Waltrip's racing, and there was a yellow flag like every 20, 25 laps, and he finished on the lead lap uh, in 16th place or whatever. But yeah, if you like a mid-level uh, racer, it's hard for him to stay on the lead lap and it's hard for him to win the race, which is why in 105 races at the Monster Mile, um, we've had only 39 different racers. Uh, so the good guys win. Jimmy Johnson has like 11 wins. Um, yeah, 11. He has 11 wins, 18 top eighteen top fives. He led 3,000 laps. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw I saw 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> 3,000 um, laps at one track. So among active drivers, we have three wins each for uh, Kevin Harvick, Martin Truex, Kyle Busch. We got two for Chase Elliott, one for Hamlin, Larson, and Keselowski. Alex Bowman also has a win, but as we said, he will not be in the race. Did we say he's replaced by Josh Berry? No, that's that was what I was going to mention. Josh Berry, going after running what, five races in the nine car, going to be in the uh, 48 car. Yeah, he's almost going to get a full season in. Uh, last 18 races, nine wins for Hendrick, five wins for JGR, four wins for Stuart Haas. So, sort of like we said, the big guns win at this track. Uh, you're not going to find too many underdogs winning here. Jimmy Johnson has 11 wins, as we said, which is half of Hendrick Motorsports' 22 wins at this track. It's just insane. Uh, they started uh, running just one race here about two seasons ago in 2021 after running two every year from 1971 to 2020. The other races now have been moved to Nashville. Over the last 10 races, Kevin Harvick has the most top 10s with nine. Truex and Elliott have the most top fives of seven apiece. Harvick and Ch uh, Chase Elliott also have two wins. Truex and Harvick have the most lead lap finishes at nine apiece. At a track where it's really easy to get lapped and it will happen quickly. So, like Thomas said, for guys who like David Rudiman or Michael Waltrip, <laughs> uh, not great. I'll, for this example, I will throw out not great for Todd Gilliland and maybe Harris Burton. Yeah. Uh, we we mentioned in the last ten races, Kyle Larson has only run eight of those because of his uh, little uh, uh, racial faux pas. Uh, that he made a couple uh, years ago, but has average finish of that span of basically fifth place, 5.1, followed by Harvick at 6.1, and Truex at 6.4. So the, the picks, who's your long shot? All right. It took me a little bit to kind of do a deep dive on this one because, you, like you said, it's hard for the mid-tier drivers to have a chance. But my long shot for this week, haven't picked him this year, Daniel Suarez. Uh, Ten races here at Dover. He has one top five. Five top tens and an average finish of 15th. Uh, his best finish came in third. That came last year at Dover. Uh, so uh, Daniel Suarez uh, is, my, is my guy for the long shot. I almost win, Eric Jones, but I didn't want to steal your bet. <laughs> well, uh, my bet is going to be, and I'm sort of like, I, I don't know if the two races a weekend is too much for him, uh, but I'm going Josh Berry. 
Um, he's been good at this track at Xfinity. Hendrick, like we said, always races well here. And it's a hard track to find a long shot, so we might as well go with him. Yeah, don't blame me. Winners for this week. All right, it, it really was like, what Hendrick driver do I want to pick? Uh, William Byron has never won here, despite having three top tens. Uh, and like, I think it's eight races for him. Chase Elliott picked him last week. Looked pretty good through stage one and two. He's got a pair of wins here. With a lot of top tens. Not going to go that route either. Alex Bowman's sitting at home. I'm going to pick the predominant favorite. It is going to be Kyle Larson. He's raced here 14 times, has seven top fives, uh, has a win here as well. And his average start here too, which is pretty key, is seven. He's really good at qualifying at Dover. So pick the five card for Larson to get another win. This is the type of track where he tends to have a lot of success, the miles, the mile halves, and Hendrick kind of continues to run a dominance at Dover. I'm going to go Kevin Harvick. The number of races left to win are dwindling, so he's going to do what it takes to win. Uh, and then his last six races here, he's run pretty well. One win, four top fives, uh, and then six top tens, all six. Average finish of 4.7. So I had toyed with Tyler Reddick just because the last six races on the circuit. So this season, he's run the best. But then I looked at what he's done here, and I was like, goo! So I did not pick Tyler Reddick. Not great, Bob. Yeah. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't pick a – I'd obviously pick a Stuart Hoskar. Uh, but I would be surprised if Stuart Haas had a good weekend this weekend. They have Chase Briscoe's had, I think, three top fives in a row. They've had a pretty good stretch over the last five races. So I would be shocked to see them run well here. Yeah. And the other, the other car I toyed with for a long shot is Ty Gibbs, just because Joe Gibbs racing does well here. And he's actually, he's run pretty well. He's definitely the better rookie right now. Now he is in better equipment, but. I think he's running better, and he probably would have had a really good finish at uh, Talladega if it weren't for that late crash. So, Xfinity. Uh, this race is going to be as fast as Xfinity 10G. It's the A-Game 200 Dover Motor Speedway. I feel like it should be the A-Game 250. This seems like another short race. I think they have to get to the Braves-Mets game on FS1. TD okay. at three, so maybe this is why. So the Braves fan here is not going to be upset. But we could have made it maybe the A game two twenty five. Could have been fine yeah. with that. So we got Saturday one thirty p.m. Eastern FS one PRN XM radio coverage starting at twelve thirty. Like we said, two hundred miles. That's two hundred laps. That's stages of forty five, forty five, one hundred ten. This is the last dash for cash. The other three have been real barn burners. We got Cole Custer back as the uh, last week's uh, dash for cash winner. Jeb Burton, he's back because he won the race. Sheldon Creed finished second. Parker Kligerman finished third. So that's your four going for the last dash for cash. Some other notables, we got Derek Krause back in the top 10, or back in the number 10 uh, for Colleg. He'll look to get them back in the top 10 after their string was broke. We got Kyle Weatherman in the O2 in place of Blaine Perkins, who did the uh, 25-20 barrel roll. We got Ryan Trucks in the 19. Corey Heim going to make his Xfinity debut. Uh, he got a, a truck win earlier this year, but he's going to be in the uh, number 24 for Sam Hunt Racing. Of note, Spire Motorsports said number 77 will not have Carson Hover Hosevar. God, I sounded like the Texas Motor Speedway PA announcer. They're not going to have <laughs> Carson Hosevar head up to Dover because it looks like it's going to get rain uh, for qualifying. So they're like, we don't want it. 
go up there and turn around and come back because there's 40 cars entered two cars gonna miss it off the point system that car would not get in so carson will not be making his xfinity debut this week uh he's got a couple more races signed up with him so unless they're just saying that's why they're not going and they're not a fan of him uh hooking uh, cars recently he did get a suspension for that by the way he did okay i missed that oh no he didn't oh he, he did okay so i missed yeah, that. I, didn't I, I keep looking for one and i haven't seen one because i thought he like part of me thought he got a flat tire in that race but then and more i watched i was like no maybe he did hook him and i kept looking for a suspension and i never saw one and bubba even made a comment about hey i got suspended when i hooked someone why didn't he get, why didn't he get one but he fails to mention Carson Hosevar didn't get out of the car and try to fight someone and then push a EMT away. But anyhow, enough with that. This is a 77th Xfinity race at Dover. They've had 52 different winners. Kyle Busch, as always, has the most wins, five. He's tied with Justin Allgaier for most top 10, so 15. So if you're looking to pick a winner, uh, that could be your guy. Allgaier's won here twice, 2018, 2000. 20. He's one of the three guys who have won here that are in the race. Uh, Allgaier has a streak of nine consecutive top tens uh, in 22 starts at Dover, two wins, 11 top fives, 15 top tens. Uh, Cole Custer, uh, the other one of the other drivers with a win here, he got a victory 2019. In six races here, he has one win, four top fives, five top tens. Last guy here with a win is Josh Berry. He made his debut in 2021 finished runner up uh, and then he won in 2022 maybe i should have picked him to win this instead of picking him as the long shot in the cup race but who do you got as your winner so i actually was kind of thinking josh Berry. he won the 2022 race but i'm actually gonna go with justin allgaier he uh first one here in 2018 really dominant one in 2020 uh, during the COVID season like you said he's got nine top 10 consecutive top 10 series when he wins races he wins a lot of laps the last one he had 120 laps led uh he's currently had those uh nine straight top 10s Got 22 starts, 11 top fives, and 15 top tens. So uh, I'm going to pick Justin Allgaier to maybe get junior motorsports guys back on track after a pretty disastrous weekend last weekend in Talladega. I thought about picking Allgaier, and I thought about picking Josh Berry, and then I realized Sam Mayer's going to come in like a wrecking ball and knock him <laughs> out. So I'm going Cole Custer. He runs real well here, and he's run real well on the uh, circuit this year. So I'm going Cole Custer. I think Cole Custer, you know, obviously he didn't deny a farewell in the cup last two years, but I've been pretty impressed with his kind of rebounds in Xfinity this year and how well he has ran over the last three weeks, four weeks for sure, entire season, the last three or four weeks. I thought he's been really solid. And he's racing for a Stuart Haas team who in Xfinity last year, Riley Herbst, okay, but definitely not knocking the cover off the ball. Cole Custer definitely performing better than Riley Herbst. Um, in general yeah now, absolutely now we're up to paint schemes in the cup series pick some here we got kevin harvick it's a split sponsor this week he's got uh, there's nothing better than eating some hunt bros pizza while you're wearing your real tree for a feral hog hunt so he's got both of those on the truck half uh, it's like a half camo half hunt brothers uh red and green paint scheme and don't forget you should wash that down with the bush light too yeah, at which still not a sponsor ever since that 
expected stuff went down. Ever since. He's still got he's got a little decal. Well, I mean, he they, he hasn't been the main sponsor. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if this is an ordinary rotation or if they're like, let's let this settle down. Um, no one's really inquired about it. Maybe I'll text Bob Pockross and he'll ignore me. Um number 34, I like this one because it harkens back in the day when A and W uh restaurants were big. They're still around now. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got the uh, the brown and uh, orange paint scheme, A and A&W, It's now A and W All American Food. I, the people don't know this. In the 1970s, there were more A and W stores than McDonald's. I do not know that. And they peaked in the 2000 uh, with uh, 2,400 stores in 1974. We're down to 600. And I looked this up. Uh, there is one in Houston. I know you're not going to Houston Wednesday. But maybe I can talk Matt Simon into stopping at A and W on the way back. It's a huh. good, yeah. Get I did not know they have one in Houston. Yeah, I'm only allowed in Harris County like twice a year. Yeah, I get a hot dog and a root beer. We got Ryan Priest in the 41 Mohawk Northeast, and then the last one I had was uh, Daniel Suarez Pitbull. I don't know if you know this. He's got a record coming out May 1st. You know what the Ryan record is? What you got? Track House. Ah. What's smart? Yeah. little brand alignment there. Yeah, brand alignment. Yeah. Um, and then we have some cause cars this week. So we got Justin Haley in the Leaf Filter Autism Awareness car. Tyler Reddick in the Ronald McDonald House Charities number 45. I'm I'm going to be honest. What Are we one-third of the way through the season? One-fourth of the way. One-fourth of the way. I still, every time I see the number eight, I think it's Tyler Reddick. Like yeah, this. This is one of the harder ones. It's I don't know why. It's it seems harder for me to break this one than I don't recall having this much trouble with a driver number switch. No, um, and you had the whole uh, uh, Kyle or Kurt Busch being out, Bubba to the yeah. forty-five deal last year. Yeah. So I, I finally got that. Like when Bubba was running up front the other day in Talladega, I was like, oh yeah, that's right, he is in the twenty-three. I don't know why I think he might be in the forty-five again. So yeah, I'm trying uh, to think of the last big number switch that I would like. Like I know when I like when I see Josh Berry, he's in a different number than last year, but I don't get confused. Yeah, um, but I got two paint schemes that I want to uh, just mention to the group uh, here. Uh, I have never heard of the Fraternal Order of Eagles. Yeah, uh, but that's what Corey LaJoy will be racing on the uh, number seven Chevrolet car. It's a cool looking car with the eagle right on the right below the uh, the uh, the uh, kind of left quarter panel there. Um, I don't know what that is. I'm giving it a Google here in a little bit. I only um, have one. I only have one issue with that car. It with the eagle where it is, it looks like four. Yeah, exactly. I thought I was like, what is four with an eagle? Then I saw that on the back, right, yeah. right before the gas can enter, uh, enters. It is the fraternal order of eagles, which then I have a lot more questions about. Um, you know, I actually uh, the uh, I will credit ryan blaney he has a multitude of, of schemes through that year uh they got the wabash ford it just looks pretty clean and i kind of like it here's the one disappointing thing uh this is like opportune time for william byron to find a way let's get a one-time deal get dupont back in they're from delaware let's get the rainbow warrior going and we're still in this really bad rapture car yeah it uh it's it hurts bad. One, I even they they showed his throwback car. He's doing a Jeff Gordon throwback car, and it 
it's the gold when uh gordon ran the gold x uh, well he ran a gold car it's gonna be a gold exalta car which i don't uh, yeah man yeah it just it just i was like oh what a great opportunity because and then you know there's the, they had the valvoline deal too but i was like man what, what a great time to be to bring it back just didn't happen so yeah strikes and gutters i'm giving a shout out to kyle weatherman in the uh number oh two uh like we said he's replacing blaine perkins this week Blaine Perkins' sponsorship is going to actually go to Stephen Parsons in the Ollie's, Ollie's car. But uh, this is uh, Larry's Hard Lemonade, which was a sponsor of uh, Brandon Brown. Uh, they haven't been around lately, and now they're back with Kyle Weatherman. I like the uh, Austin Hill number 21 was a little mm-hmm. different this week. It's still better transportation. It's got a bit of a, a bar, uh, stars and stripes uh, thing going. Still all light blue and uh blue blue uh so that's a pretty sharp one and then cosgrala we talked about last week copyright infringement <laughs> with the uh the crush strawberry lemonade well island coastal is back it's their lager it's on the number 26 car and then i had uh timmy hill in the number 66 wild willies if there's anything that could be a wiener pill <laughs> wild willies <laughs> sounds like it could be a wiener pill so, hey, you know, you know what I was disappointed to find is that the 18 car who's got the best paint scheme in all of Xfinity right now is not going to be wearing going with the flying J red and yellow this weekend. It's going to be the uh, black, orange, and gold TMC Toyota. Okay. Uh, that that hurts. Uh, Daniel Hemrick's back in the uh, uh, Cornucopia Fruits car, which is the circle uh, Chevrolet. It has like the kiwi and the orange on the side. It's a lot going yeah. on. Not as good as the Wendy's car. Uh, that Noah Gregson line last week. And then since I picked him, I will. Uh, I, ha- I haven't seen Justin Allgaier in the degree deodorant car, but it hits every high schooler's dream because it has degree and axe on the car. And I picked him to win. It actually looks kind of sharp. It's got kind of this aqua teal thing going on with a silver number. But There you go. I have a couple other shout-outs. Uh, I don't know if they're great paint schemes, but uh... – Chad Chastain's going to be racing, brother of Ross. He's going to be in the 92, or 91, excuse me. He's in the Drive Sober Alliance with the uh, Delaware uh, Department of Highway, whatever. And then we had, um, what was the other one? Oh, I'm going to give a shout out to Costa Oil, uh, Ryan Ellis. Um, I'm going to give them a shout out, basically, because I got on a social media uh, Twitter binge a couple days ago and they liked every tweet so <laughs> you know gonna give them a little uh reverse love uh, there was one other one there was a new jersey highway patrol had a car um i'm fans of the new jersey highway patrol i have to be uh friends with police <laughs> do you have any outstanding tickets up there uh well it went no no but they were my friends up there so i give them a shout out so. there you go that's fair i don't know who's driving their car i forget I saw it. So that's that. That is, uh, gosh, this one's going to have a lot of editing, but you're going to hear the uh, awesome version, all you listeners. And then we're uh, we're going to have a recap sometime next week. Who knows? It's a lot of if, if uh, a lot of, I don't know. We need a rotation. Look, we need a schedule ahead of time. Look, we're going to get that recap done because we get a preview Kansas next week. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I thought about actually going up to Kansas, but 
Hey, the good the good thing is is once we get through Kansas, we get Darlington, the uh, the doubleheader of the NASCAR Open and the All Star Race at North yeah. Wilkesboro, the Coca Cola Six Hundred, and then we got to go to Chicago Land and go race there. Whatever I think it's called, Worldwide Technology or whatever they call it. Which they, uh, haven't, they haven't pulled that race out of the the Chicago Road Race. Out of, are you talking about the uh, St. Louis race? Oh no, that's oh you're right. That's technically the St. Louis race. It's technically Madison, Illinois. But uh, then we go to Sonoma, we go Nashville, uh, whatever. Yeah. And then we get the then we get Chicago and Atlanta back to back. Like I'm so still kinda... wait. I'm still waiting. Like I feel like it's fifty fifty. That race is going to go off. The Chicago street race? Yeah. I feel like yeah. I, it, it has Road America written all over it. it. It does. It has some Road America vibes. The other thing, too, is we're going to, like, the one quirk in the schedule this year that I kind of forgot about, uh, it will uh, be playoff time when all this goes down, getting close to it, is we go back-to-back road courses in August with the Brickyard and Bowling at the Glen. That's so. Right. Dinger steals a spot from somebody. Correct. So, but yeah, we got to get through. We got to get through Dover and Kansas. Then we can have some fun, and we get to Darlington. All the throwback paint schemes will be coming out. And then we get to North Wilkesboro, which will be even more fun. So that's that. I hear. Uh, I don't hear Evan. He's out with the uh, Bridget the Midget and Tiny <laughs> Tina. Um, but I do hear Bobby Hillen Jr. So it's, it's time for us to go. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain I started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hillen's Drilling Company My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. say that lady luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance i'll do the best i can for those who've given me 